Who the bloody hell's that? Should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Hello and welcome to chapter 30 of the Corona Diaries. And we've got to 30. We've got to 30 and I'm on the gin. What are you on? I'm I'm on the fizzy stuff. I thought I'd got a bottle of champagne, but I hadn't. I'd got uh, three bottles of Prosecco, so I'm halfway down a bottle of Prosecco. It's not Um, dandelion and burdock then? No, it's no, 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 no. It's definitely definitely that. I can't drink it. You know, people throw bits in it like cherries and odd bits and other things. I can't oh, do that. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I quite like it as it is. Have you got into the Aperol? Have you had a go at that? No. No, no I've not tried that. That's quite a good thing over ice on a sunny day. Okay. I might give it a What the French are doing, man? It's just chic. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, we don't know what 30 is going to bring because we're already a bit, a bit giggly. There's been no preparation on your part, has there? No, I've I've done I've Thank done fuck all really. It's um, because normally, be Ant prepares, uh, and I don't. Hmm. And but and yet tonight, he hasn't, and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it is. I know the dates for the diary reading, and that oh, is literally a lot. That's literally a lot. So uh, what I, I do want to say before we start, I want to shout out to Ian Sloan. Oh, yeah. And the reason I want to shout out to it, Ian's been using the Corona Diaries to help him through um, his Couch to 5K um, oh. training. Good so he's been doing it for a few weeks. And he's, uh, and the reason I want to shout him out is because he's, he's done his first full 5K um, today. Um, oh. So And the way the program works, I don't know if you've ever done this but it's a mixture of running and walking until you get to final at the end you do a 5k run he's on his 5k run today Whoa, uh, so and actually a, for somebody who runs and i you know i run quite a lot he's done it in a bloody good time for his first 5k which means he's going to get very quick and he's going to be unbearable fairly shortly but for the time being loads of support to ian but he runs around edinburgh i believe and he's been getting strange looks because he's been doing his couch to 5k and then Stopping and doubling over with laughter. Ah, ah. Well, there's a lot of that in Edinburgh. There is a lot of that in Edinburgh. Um, so I don't know whether people think he was either heaving, <laughs> dry, dry heaving, or laughing. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, heaving or so, steaming. I think. I, I, I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so well done, Ian, and uh, definitely uh, congrats from us, and pleased that you're taking us with us. Uh, Please, you are taking us with you on that journey. On the, you, yeah, it's the most exercise I've had all week. So yeah. thanks, Ian. Speaking of weeks, what no, a week! No wonder I'm out of breath. Um, yeah, what a we, week! Get in two good things. Two good things. We we knew a bloke in uh, now what was his name Walter Yetnikov. He was a big kind of like semi gangster, semi uh, 
American record business. Google him. Walter Yetnikoff was quite a was quite a character in the music business in America, and, and we we ran into him at one point. Um, and he used to he used to walk into the office in the morning and say to all his staff, "Tell me two good things," and they had to tell him two good things. And if they could do that, you know, they justified their salary, and he'd go back to his ivory tower and carry on doing whatever he did. So uh, sorry, I got got distracted there. No, I like Walter that. I like did. that. Yeah. So tell me two good things, and what happened this week? Um. Well, I'm going to have to go with um, discovering that CNN is absolute genius, which is a roundabout way of saying Sleepy Joe just nailed it. Didn't he just? Didn't yeah. he just? There's been a return to civilization in the Western world, I suspect, or at least hope of that. Well, as well, it could play out... Uh, you know, we might have to make a bit of effort now over here to, you know, stop messing about with Brexit and get that sorted and get reasonable things put in place because that American safety blanket's been pulled as well, hasn't it? Yeah, hopefully Sleepy Joe will lean on... What's the word for Boris? Not sleepy, is it? There's another word for Boris, isn't there? There is, but Christine won't let us use it. Yeah, don't know what it is, but perhaps it rhymes with sleepy. Is it creepy? <laughs> Some would say so. But, um, yes, at least he'll lean on Boris a bit and, you know, maybe say, you know, respect the Good Friday Agreement, old boy, otherwise mm. trouble. Mm. With, a, with a capital J. We're going to send a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other good news... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah! I, 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 did you say that in the hope that I would say something? Yes, yes. Oh that was, yeah, that, that was my, that was that was my plan. Sorry, the vaccine. The vaccine, the vaccine. looks the hopeful, vaccine. doesn't it? Ninety uh, percent's up there, isn't it? It's enough to enough to get excited about. Yeah, and the fact that it's now been been tested on what over forty thousand people yeah. and, and and produced no adverse effects. I mean, no. that's fantastic. I'm ready. Stick it in my arm. Forty thousand. Mm. Is good enough for me. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, that that, and, and of course, in terms of the impact that could have on live music, massive. Absolutely. Well, on all, on all on all the arts. Let's be honest; it's not just live music; it's all the arts. Yeah. It's all it's all the stuff that we care about. Well, it holds out the hope of 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 people being able to be in a room, rubbing shoulders again with complete yeah. strangers, you know, having a bloody good time. Yeah. Um, which we've all missed so terribly. I, I was doing an interview earlier today um, while I, before I got drunk uh, with um, uh, a couple of radio stations and, and one of the guys said to me, can you, because I think he kind of had a clue about us and our fans and our family and, and what the atmosphere is like at our shows and he said, can you imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like as you guys walk onto stage next time after this? And um, I get emotional thinking about it. Mm. I mean, it will be incredible. It'll oh, be it's, incre- going to be, it's going to be so special. It'll be incredible. You know, we're yeah. going to just need to wait whilst the roof comes off the place you know, for 
10 minutes. It's going to be, it, w- it will be something else. Um, I wouldn't say it's going to be worth the wait because I would have preferred not having the wait. But it will be something else to be back in front of everybody again. Well, it's, it's, it'll be akin to that Royal Albert Hall moment, won't it? That just, that, th- you know, 30 years in the making, getting to that point and that, that moment. Mm. Uh, no, it's that, was to that. that was you know, something. So it's going to be reminiscent of that, I would have, I would have thought. Yeah, I uh, think it'll beat it. I think it, because I think, I think it won't be, you know, for us the way it was there. It'll be for each other. I think you, you. Do you know what? Yes, and it's and I can't. I can't wait now. Mm. Now, now I've been trying not to think about music coming back and live music coming back and and you know just because it could have been years away. Yeah. And and actually, this is the first time you can actually start to process it in a time frame where you think actually. Do you know what? The light at the end of the tunnel tour might be the most aptly named thing. Oh yeah, uh, it was. It was completely. Um the obvious name to give it i think yeah. i think it was rothers who said what about the light at the end of the tunnel tour and it, it, it was obvious in so many ways that it should be mm. called that um yes it'd be great it'd be great to be to be back out live again and and for the world to you know settle down you don't know what you've got till it's gone and we've all found out now mm. you know since it's it's been gone so when it comes back, it'll be like a, like finding a diamond. It looks like, for the time being, it's you know it could very soon be no more than a couple of pricks away. <laughs> That's not you and me, is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's another T-shirt. That's another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we both going to get on with this prick T-shirt done? <laughs> Corona Diaries. Only a bricks away. <laughs> You're getting low on drink. Have you brought a, some some top up with you? That's because I've applied myself to the first one in a way that perhaps was unwise, considering <laughs> that I'm going to have to try and form a sentence. <laughs> well, well um, do you know what? For the having having tried for 29 episodes to try and keep this into some form of check, I'm I'm abandoning all. No, you've all done very reason. well. You've done very well throughout. Um, but you do deserve a little a night off. I deserve a night off, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm getting I'm getting a night off yeah. uh, tonight. Yeah, well, do but your best. What, what what I did what I did discover though, because um, I often go back to things like the website, the stevehogarth.com website, for a bit of inspiration. Right. Um, and in looking at the stevehogarth.com website. I found that in 1999, you came up with a whole heap of heroes and villains of the last century and predictions for the new millennium. And I read that list today and thought, "Ooh, I think I might, I think I might pop that in front of you, figuratively speaking." <laughs> I don't know what I said because it might be quite good for a giggle. So there is a little bit of structure to not a lot. Don't no. don't get too excited, but there I is a little bit of structure. I don't so remember I'm having t- any profound thoughts, uh, you know, more than about five years ago. So, were you nineteen ninety nine? Were you were you were you tortured artist at that point? Do you think? 
Well, all I can really think of is I've got a photograph of myself dressed as Gomez from uh, the Adams family with my hair slicked back and in a smoking jacket with a pencil moustache. Yes, great photo. Uh, have you seen, seen that, that photo? photo? That was no. um, New Year, uh, 1999. Yeah, that was the millennium. Uh, I think it was in the Village Hall in Charlton. Yes. So that's that's all I can remember about myself from that you, particular you, time. You have a look at that fast show character, which was the fast oh, show character. You, you getting caught in the of women and me yes. <laughs> in the girls' <laughs> dormitory, <laughs> two o'clock. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yes, him. My reputation. <laughs> There was something on the guest book from somebody in the US asking for a, we might have to do some kind of translation guide oh, and, oh, and, and the fast show oh, definitely would require on. it Sorry. Oh, I am oh. listening, it's just that I'm, I keep falling into my microphone drunk yes. There we are, there we are <laughs> So, with, without any further ado, I'm going to start reading this list to you. I'm you going to should. power through it. You should. We should. We should begin with content. We should begin. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, here are my heroes and zeros of this century, and my predictions for the new millennium. And interestingly, not wanting to state there's a flaw on the website, but century and has been turned into one word, hmm. um, which is you know that was. And that was a suggestion for grammatical change that didn't come true. Um, right, your heroes. Oh. And, and actually, there's a big opening statement. All those who took a stand and kept their sense of humour. I like that. That's nice. Oh. Um, and then you go, you, you know, you, we, we whiz through Winston Churchill. Um, right. Nelson, Man, Nelson Mandela. What, as a, as a hero? As a hero, you've got him mm. as a hero, which which I'm gonna, I, I was gonna come back and question. Are you? Do you still feel the same way? Then about? I'll be in trouble. Go, yeah, go on. Uh, Nelson Mandela, I yeah. think we're quite happy with him being hero, are we still? Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's um, yes, absolutely. Yes, right. Okay, so Nelson's okay. He's fine. John Lennon, yeah, that's not going to change, is it? Uh, the Dalai Lama for giggling. <laughs> yeah, he does giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we still got Dalai Lama. We're fine with not changing yeah, that. I'm quite, co- yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the Dalai Lama, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, think I love we're all what down. he said about Bush as well. But somebody yeah. asked him about George Bush. Did you hear what he said? No. He didn't. Oh, George Bush. Oh, he. Oh, he has the hair. He has the hair. And then just giggled, and that was all he had to say, <laughs> say about uh, not George Bush, Donald Trump. That was all he had to say about Donald Trump. Was did I say George Bush? You did say George Bush, yes. Oh, I'm off my tits now. Yes, yeah, You're well, not we know. Get any we sense, know. Aren't we? we know. Uh, Ian Dury in the blockheads. Ian Dury in the blockheads. Well, yeah, that, that, that's, that's nailed on, isn't it? That'll never go away. Yeah. No. no. I met Ian uh, Dury once. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I said, hello, Ian. He went, all right, son. And that's all he said. I said, too cool. Class. Class. Uh, Alexander Fleming for discovering antibiotics. Yes, very important. If you're a rock and roller, you're probably yep. going to have needed the old penicillin at some point in your life. Leave that one hanging. Uh, <laughs> Marie Curie for radium. <laughs> well, you've got to love a girl that, that, that invents atomic shit, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah you have. You, you have. have, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Um, um, uh, atomic, indeed. Um, Bob Geldof. Still happy with Bob? It's funny, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't slag Bob off in this medium, but I, 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 I don't think I've got him as a hero, and he's not in that box anymore for me. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice fella and all of that. Yeah. Okay. So, question mark so far over Bob Geldof and Winston Churchill, uh, Joni Mitchell. <laughs> they, they probably don't have much in common, do they? Uh, Joni Mitchell. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't Gen- change, does it? Genius. Um, the late great Jeff Buckley. Yeah, absolutely. Don't think there's any any argument there. Iggy Pop and Tom Waits. Love Interesting. They the only two that you put together. <laughs> I wouldn't don't know why. why. Why did I put Iggy Pop and Tom Waits together? Probably just because they were American blokes uh, of a certain no nonsense nature. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, all right. Neil I'll... Armstrong for standing on the moon and putting up with his kids playing Marillion. I wonder yeah. which was harder. Yeah, I wonder which was harder. Well, one was definitely more tedious than the other, uh, I, I dare say. Um, yeah, it's a long way to the moon. It's a long... <laughs> Sitting in a confined space with Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. <laughs> <That was> the... <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that must have been before he bought me lunch, was it? Or was it after? I don't know. But oh, 1999, I don't know. You'll have to... He might have bought me lunch by then. I can't right. remember when I met him. Right. You didn't mention it. No. And to be fair, Neil Armstrong, buying you lunch is one of your go-to things you do mention. I am a bit of a name dropper. But shit, uh, you... if Neil Armstrong's bought you lunch, you're going to go on about it. I mean, you, well, I say you do. In my defense. You, you, you do. You make us aware of that. Um, I think the only thing that would stop it's you like having that... David, finding David Bowie hoovering your stairs. You, you'd talk yeah. about it, wouldn't you? Of course he's, you would. He's I think the, only thing that, the only thing that might stop you doing that <laughs> is if you went vegan and then you could probably bore, bore us all on that topic as well. Um, no disrespect to any of the vegans out there. Um, Was Bowie uh, a vegan? Was I've he a, a vegan? I've got a clue. Where's vegan come from all of a sudden? Oh, just because vegans is the first thing they normally tell you. Oh, I see. Hello, I'm so-and-so, I'm vegan. Hello, I'm Steve H. Did you know that Neil Armstrong bought me lunch? Did you know David um, Bowie would buy a stair carpet? In fact, did you know Ant Short owns the first two <laughs> steps of my stair carpet? I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... I'm it's not, not a lot of that. people know that. No, well, no. Uh, and bear in mind, uh, nobody's got this far into this episode. Nobody, nobody else does from tonight either. Um Anyway, Neil Armstrong, Dave, uh, sorry, David, Dr. Bernardo and anyone who cares for the orphaned and homeless, get in, that one's not being changed. Yeah, that's not going to be changed, no. Um, vertically challenged people, <laughs> it's a drag being small, but for rising above it, Prince. Mm. Okay, I think we're fine with Prince. Nothing controversial there. I think that's fine. Jeez. Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Ah, oh, you've got to love Napoleon. All right, he murdered a few million people, you know. Okay. <laughs> no. We're just glossing you know. over that, are we? Well, I don't know. You can be too hard on that, on, on Napoleon. Can you? Right. No, you can't. No, I don't think you can. What a twat. No. Well, I, I'm just, I'm concerned that your instant reaction to Winston Churchill was mm, not quite sure, but you're still underlining Napoleon. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think right this is taking a turn, Napoleon. isn't it? You need to be a bit careful. 
Um, well. Just, just, just for the record, these reinforce Steve Hogarth's views and not mine. Uh, Paul Scholes. <laughs> oh, God. Did I put that? Well, hang on, it gets better. Pete Travis. <laughs> Yay. Well, what's not to love about trousers? No. So, uh, well done to everybody there for overcoming did your I, slight. Did that put him in? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, yeah. Um, I'm probably the only person who's looked at this page in years. My I'll, saviors. Um, oh, hang on a minute. I'm with it now. So, trousers, Paul Scholes and Napoleon are all in there for being versions being small. of challenged. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, no, we don't call them out separately. <laughs> right. It's just for overcoming, overcoming height. I mean, overcoming... The disadvantage of a size, two million murders of people. It's a million murder, millions of people. It is an achievement. Yes. No. Um, no. Um, yeah. My saviours. They were different we, times, aren't they? They were. Uh, the first <laughs> officer of the Tour Scandinavia in 1977 for saving my life. Most definitely a hero. I wish I knew his name. I wish I'd mm. kind of... That always happens, doesn't it, with, with doctors and... People who sew you up when you you almost certainly definitely are gonna, you never you know. Well, I don't anyway. I, I can't remember the name of that uh, paediatrician that was holding Nile that told me she thought he was going to be fine, you know. And that was one yeah. of the major moments of my life. But I, yeah. she was called that. Was she? Began with an A. She might have been an Atkins or a, an Anderson or something. But I ought to know, and you know. I ought, I ought to drop her the occasional email, mm. but I don't. Uh, and nor do I know the name of the first officer of the Tour Scandinavia. Okay. Um, finally, in your list, these are, this is under your little My Saviour section. Uh, <laughs> my mum and dad for bringing me up. For sure. The Beatles for bringing me on. Yeah, fair enough. And, and my wife, Dizzy Spell, for giving me a life worth living. Well, she did up to a certain point. She did. And well, she and in 1999, it, that was that point. She decided she couldn't do it any longer. And no. uh, I don't think any less of her for it. No. Uh, she might think a lot less of you, but you don't think less of Well, her. that's her department. Well, <laughs> indeed, yes. All <laughs> uh, right. So that was your heroes list. We are on good terms, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I, 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 I guess that. Which, actually, I have a question, because hmm. I asked my wife this question tonight. Right. I'm Does, on good terms with her as well. Well, no, no, she Between said you that. and me. Um, <laughs> I was um, round this afternoon, actually, while you were out. No, it's, it, no, it's all, all of which is fine, though. To be fair, if you had it done, you could have come up with a few ideas for tonight. But anyway. I, I had a go on uh, that guitar. It's very nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you couldn't have reached it. I, um, <laughs> the listeners uh, have no idea what we're talking about. They? No, they're not. I no, couldn't not. have reached it. You're quite right. No. Um, anyway, before we get on to villains, <laughs> uh, the reason for mentioning that was, so she said to me, hmm. um, because she's not listened to, she, I think she listened to the first one or two of these and then stopped. Does Lynetta listen to this? No, not at all. She goes out walking the dog and she listens to, she's got this thing she listens to all the time. And it is a podcast, but it's some German bloke. Oh. No, no, not German. <laughs> Not German. No, Danish. I don't know why I said German. No, because she is Danish. I think it's just some, you know, media news, you know, I don't oh. know. They're, they're kind of 
the Danish Graham Norton or whoever he is. The Danish but, Graham Norton. <laughs> <laughs> she she listens to him and um no, I think I think um, anything I'm likely to say, she's already heard twenty five <laughs> times. Because the the other thing, the other thing about my brain is is that I, if I tell someone something, I don't know I have, and then I tell them again the next day, and they go, "Yes, you told me that yesterday." And of course, Paul Inetta's having to cope with it for the five hundredth time. So the last thing she wants to hear is the shit I'm going to come out with in a podcast because she'll have heard it twenty five times. <laughs> Plus the fact that every one of the episodes is over a bloody hour. Yes. Like, can't you do anything in 10 minutes? <laughs> Please. Yes, I can. But let's leave that there. <laughs> oh, well done for that. <laughs> right, villains. Mm. Villains. A few stick out, don't they? We're not. We're, um, and by the way, we're going to leave the two that we were unsure about: Winston Churchill and Bob Gallup. And actually, I don't think we're unsure about Winston Churchill, are we? I think we're just saying that there's there's a, a whole thing about balance with Winston Churchill. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I think that without him, it's quite possible that the the country might have crumbled in the yeah. you know in the face of what it was up against and love him or hate him he was he was a good cheerleader and he 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 understood how to keep the morale of a nation up when all was just about lost uh so fair play to him for that you know it it doesn't make him a, a perfect politician or a perfect statesman or a perfect human being but but he did what you know needed to be done for the people, uh, but he was no more of a hero than any of the young lads who climbed into those Spitfires or any of those young lads who, who you know, who, who, who stood in muddy, muddy fields, you know, no. in France. Um, I don't remember anybody pointing anything, anything that was going to go bang and rip Winston's head off. That's him, you know. He just made yeah. a lot of good speeches, and, and they needed to be done. But he was no more of a hero than a lot of seventeen-year-old kids from council houses who had very little materially to gain by winning the war. Mm. Go and have a look where Winston was born. Rather nice. You'd be rather. You'd be a bit keener to hang on to that. But at the point in time when we needed. We needed somebody stubborn just to say no, sorry, you know, it stops here. We're gonna we're gonna stand up now, and, and we're gonna, you know. Then, then to be fair, he did that. But I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. I think it's just all about balance. Anyway, let's get on to your villains. Mm-hmm. Um, rather uncontroversially, you've gone with Adolf Hitler at the top of your list. Well, nothing can be said about Adolf, can it? Really? No. So we'll leave, we'll, we'll we, in fact, in the first three, we can't, we they just go by. So Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Saddam Hussein. Why did I need to say all this? I don't know. It's what you did in uh, on the 18th of December, 1999. Well, that, these are your villains. We then move little... on to Augusto Pinochet, mm. who incredibly lives in the lap of luxury and went with golf course and is oh. occasionally invited round for tea with Mrs. T. True. Yeah. Uh, and you've mentioned that to me a number of times in the past. Um, that's that. So I'm not surprised that made it in because that has been something that you've you've mentioned. Uh, Boris Yeltsin, uh, we've forgotten about <laughs> Boris Yeltsin, haven't we? 
<laughs> in a, in, a, yeah. in a pre-Putin world, Boris probably looked like a bit of a bit of a rogue, but I think. Yeah, can you can you you look back at Yeltsin now with a certain affection, don't you? You do. You think, you do. well, at least he liked to drink. Yeah, no, I um, think I think I think Boris is life and soul now. If we go back, yeah, uh, he's 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 certainly not my you know he's not the Boris I dislike the most. No, no, without Boris, you know, what what would where, where would Chelsea be? Chelsea FC be getting his money? Yeah, exactly. Uh, corporations buying and engulfing everything to increase already enormous profits. Oh, it is all a bit naive, isn't it? Yeah, I was young, you know. I was young. It was the it was it wasn't the eighties. Was it? it was the, no, it was the end 90s. of the nineties. No. Why would um, why would I even make this list? Uh, uh, I'm uh, sorry, uh, everybody. I was a I was a bit of a pellet. Well, it's me. it's worth getting on because it's worth carrying on to get to the predictions because they're even better. Uh, marketing men for lying for a living. Uh, did, arms I, dealers. I did say, you know, that I hadn't really started thinking till about five years ago. <laughs> Man, I'll be saying that in five years' time. <laughs> uh, so marketing men for lying for a living. Well, they um, do. They do. They, they, they do. They, they do. Make but an I, think, I, think, I think marketing good people living. were worse then, if I'm being honest. I think we've seen through a lot of that now. Arms <laughs> dealers, Mark Thatcher. I don't think there's any doubt there. Jonathan Aitken. I think you're probably still fairly fine with Jonathan. Yeah. British nuclear fuels. That was interesting. My God. Yeah. I mean, the more you know about them, the less you tend to like them. Yeah. Especially if you worked for them. And and then your personal villains, mm. boy bands. Oh, harsh. Girl bands. Can't stand them. Uh, girl um, bands. Um, and their puppet master managers. Oh, God. Did I say all that? You did. Uh, oh, I grew I'm up in sorry. the 70s and really hoped we'd seen the last of the likes of the Bay City Rollers oh, that and the Osmonds. I did hope I'd seen the last of, of all of that. It just um, comes uh, back around. Uh, <laughs> and my personal favourite at the end, Alan Rickman. He's always a good villain. Yeah, Alan To be Rickman fair, he was, is a good villain. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. I the, mean, the he's great play. in Die Hard, but he's spectacular in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. He just completely absolutely. steals that film from Costner, doesn't oh. he? Oh. And they cut a load out. They, they they cut loads of it out. Uh, Costner got a little bit miffed. I can imagine. Um, he must have been uh, uh, mortified, actually. Yeah. So, uh, Oh, and just for the record, disco is the scourge of the 20th century. Oh, that doesn't sound like a man who's had his photograph taken with Nile Rogers, does it? Doesn't, doesn't uh, really, does it? No, I think I changed my mind at that point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, this goes having a revival, right? This is the this is the this is the serious. This is no, the serious I didn't stuff. mean it. Christ knows what it was on about. <laughs> Predictions for the new millennium. Oh my lord! There are two scenarios. The first one you wouldn't even want to know about, so I'll give you the second one. I might need another drink. Yeah, you on. might because there's a little bit of there's a little bit of. How old were you in 1990? I should be able to work it out, shouldn't I? I? So you're mid forties, like, aren't you? I at this sound point, like I was about forty three, about seventeen. <laughs> well, it does mentally. sound like a bit of a seventeen year old's list when it goes on a bit further. Number one, this is your prediction: people will care for each other more than we have for a while. Huh. Okay. Hmm. The is rich nations true? will stop getting richer and the poor poorer. Hmm. There will be more charity at national levels for countries to help each other. I think some of that has come true. Yeah, I think, the yeah, one I think movement, you're... and uh, I think aid has increased. 
I think although the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, it's not quite that simple, is it? But I mean, the rich are getting richer. So yeah, was, what you actually said was the rich that. nations will stop getting richer. Yeah, and the I was poor wrong. Will, yeah, so I think that's not quite. Maybe I was just being romantic, hopeful, mm. hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. However, this one's yeah. interesting. The great Seems new innovators will be those who can find a way to make the world less cruel to the weak, and that's got us a resonance. If you look at, if you say, follow the Bill Gates arc, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, the, and pe- people people of that like. Mm. So. Well, you know, that's good. I mean, I mean, there are some really cynical bastards putting Bill Gates down, aren't they? Mm. Saying that he's made a lot of money out of this whole thing. Mm. What did he need a lot of money for? He didn't really need any, did he? No. Um, I don't know. I think, I think he's doing great work. Um. The internet will become all-pervasive. Yeah, nailed on. They, they say that he was richer than Napoleon Bonaparte, you know, Bill Gates. And taller. He ended up with, you know, more money than he would mm. have had if he waged war on Europe and won. You know, it's amazing how you you can become, you know, on, on incredibly wealthy without firing a gun. In a way that you know they never used to. Mm. Anyway, mm. the internet will become all pervasive, and people of all nations will have freedom of information. Cens- uh, which I think is true. Censorship nearly, will effectively true, yeah. cease. Well, to a certain extent, that's true as well. It is, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's coming back, isn't it? It's coming back, and and that might not be such a bad thing that a certain amount of regulation comes back. Well, the thing is, you end that sentence with "Don't worry, you can trust yourself," and I think that's the bit that's that's maybe not played out. Maybe there, maybe we can't trust everybody. Um, we can trust ourselves because we're. I think we can trust ourselves. We're cool, aren't you and we? Yes, and everybody listening to this pretty cool characters, or they wouldn't be bothering. No, I agree. He said um, pompously. Working down your list of predictions, Russia will get rid of Yeltsin and its dictators, and work its way towards real democracy. <laughs> that one... There's, there's a reason I don't work in the, <laughs> in the circus as a fortune teller, isn't there? <laughs> well, well... Uh, oh, this I do is work I... in the furcus. The furcus? I work in the workus, but uh, I, I don't think I'd make a living at it. <laughs> I'm going to jump on because I love this one. Um, the British government and the general public will realise that cannabis is not a dangerous to society and legalise it. All of the Class A drugs will remain illegal. 20 years and we're still waiting. Yeah, I do think they should legalise ecstasy. You should be able to get it at Boots. <laughs> you can get. Can you get ecstasy at Boots? No. Absolutely I, I, not. I, well, I don't know. I, I feel fairly ecstatic when I first when I first see cream eggs around February time. Oh, okay. I think you're confusing boots with Tesco's now, aren't you? <laughs> Quite possibly. All right. <laughs> um, kids and grown-ups will realise that cocaine makes them boring and irritable and stop taking it. Yeah, well, I think that... Has that happened? Or it hasn't really, has it? That's, no. There's still a lot of Charlie about. There's there? a lot of Charlie kicking about. And it's In got, fact, I, I read a tweet today that suggested that they ought to put a little bit of Charlie into the vaccine and give everybody a lift. 
All right. Um, it's a point of view, I suppose. F- fine words for a uh, broadcaster, yes. Anthony. Uh, yes. Uh, we will contact life in other galaxies. They will speak Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you see, I wasn't a complete pellet then back then. But there were no, moments. There were moments of clarity. You, you had it. You had it. You had it. And no. we'll we'll send Charlotte Church just for first contact. Right. Oh, well, that's uh, cheered me up because there's a little harbinger of the new me in there. <laughs> you know, you could see where I was going. <laughs> you two will make an album to rival Actung Baby. They didn't. No. In my Radiohead opinion. won't split up. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. So that one's fine. Massive oh. Attack will make a progressive album. I still think that could happen. Okay. I still think that could happen. Okay. I think that Robert Del Nye is a bit of a closet closet prog fan. Yeah. Marilyn Manson and Courtney Love will join the Moonies and go away forever. They did. That was true. <laughs> and wait for it. This is your finale. This is what you've worked your way up to, <laughs> right? People out there will give Marillion another listen and discover that we are, in fact, one of the best bands in the world. How pompous. Um well, some of them did. I mean, at least six. <laughs> yes, we ought to shout them out. <laughs> so, Get them so to write in. <laughs> them, them's were your predictions. Going oh. taking you back twenty years. Them's were your predictions. So twenty years ago, I was fifty-four. Wasn't I? Is that right? No, I was no, forty-four. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seventy-four. Am I? So I was forty-four. Yeah. And with the brain of a 17-year-old. I was going to say, you're slightly fanciful and naive 44-year-old. Yeah. Well, I'm probably a pretty naive 64-year-old, to be right. to be honest, these days. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, if I was a proper 64-year-old, I'd be a bit dull, wouldn't I? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this, would I? Be, I don't think we'd have gone the distance, would we? I'd be in a dusty room reading an Encyclopedia Britannica and muttering like, about. Oh, know. oh, that what? What was that? That was Mary Whitehouse' experience, wasn't it? What was? The the two dusty guys sat in the library reading their books. <laughs> That's you. That is. <laughs> That's your mum. I sometimes cite Lynetta. You know. You've got to remember I'm 64 and I should be sat in a dusty room reading a book. Don't ask me to do that. It doesn't cut much eyes. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. She just sits there waiting for you, waiting for you to repeat yourself, I imagine. Um, anyway, anyway. I've got, uh, pil- I've got pills for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we're about at we're about at diary time. We well, I just to... want to say sorry to everybody for being such a naive pellet. Even no. even when I was far too old for that to be excusable. No, I think it's part of your charm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's fine. I don't think mm. there's any problem with that. I think there's a lot of a lot of things in there that, you know, maybe you hoped would come true. I think the heroes list's fairly fairly nailed on. I think there's nothing wrong with a lot of your villains list. Right. Well, I was I right it, about one thing, and that was on, the radio had not split up. Yeah. So yeah. there you, you you heard it here. Hogstradamus strikes again. Yes, yes. And all those little green Welsh aliens. I was right about that as well. Yeah, yeah. I won't lie to you. 
I won't lie to you. <laughs> oh, beautiful flying saucer. God. I won't lie to you. Oh, cute, those are cod Welsh accents. <laughs> right. Uh, let, let's, let's head off for Diary, which is going to cover... Which is going to cover... What a strange the, podcast this has been, Anthony. It's, very, it's been the strangest one Has there been anything done. in it worth listening to? I'm going to think that every week. I'm starting to realise there's a reason why we don't do these things at night. Yes, drunk. Uh, I think, I think we're back to Without a plan, yeah. Sorry, yeah, folks, we should have had yeah. a plan. I'd, I'd, I'd like to say this is a very self-indulgent episode of TCD, which is already a relatively self-indulgent project anyway. Yeah. Um, but this is an even more self-indulgent. We've, um, we've, we've overindulged know. our We have. I think we have. I think we've we've taken it, we've maxed out. We've over-selfed. We've, we've gone very Mariah, haven't we? Um, where are you, rose petals? Meow. Where are your kittens? <laughs> Anyway, diary, diary, which is going to diary. cover amongst other things. Yes. It's going to cover the um, the Wembley show, isn't it? That that was that when was Wembley? That was tenth anniversary, wasn't I, I it? I haven't marked here with this. Oh, you marked it with your bookmark. Purple, purple bookmark. Yeah. 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 I think I start in Cologne, don't I? Home you Cologne, you do. Oh yes, which, which which is the link to last week, isn't it? That was the very day, yeah, with the with the strange guy getting hold of me in the airport and the. The butterfly landing on my arm and yeah. being thrown to the ground and thrown to the stage. Very strange goings on. Um, and London Wembley Arena with with things in it, a few things that I haven't written down regarding that day, but probably best left unsaid. Right. And that was 10th anniversary, wasn't it? That was the gig that marked the 10th anniversary of the band, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think so. It must have been... Uh, I can't be right, can it? When did I join the band? I joined the band in 89, so my 10th anniversary would have been... 99. Yeah, it wasn't your 10th, it was the band's 10th. Oh, I see. It was the band's you, 10th anniversary of I think existing. it was the band's 10th anniversary, so, I think that was. I think I think the jury was still out on you. In 92. Well, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just me. <clears throat> and that's just, yeah, that's just you. <laughs> The four of them are having a meeting tonight. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Are we keeping him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Cologne then. Yes. Oh, what a great city Cologne is. It is a lovely city. Great yeah. Christmas market in Cologne. There is, yeah. There's a, a, a killer cathedral and there's just oh, a yeah. vibe in the place. There's a vibration in the place. It's kind of slightly... I don't know. It's kind of German's chic city, mm. I think. Mm. I always mm. fun to be there. I bought my black leather jacket in Cologne, the one that I've been wearing for years and years and years. Oh. It was Cologne, was it? It was indeed. Oh. Okay, well, let's whisk off there then. Hmm. Um, so the next voice you will hear will be Mr. Steve Hogarth, resplendent in his smoking jacket, reading from his diary. I once talked to Mark Kelly in off a balcony in Cologne as well. Umpteen floors up. Concrete. Concrete on the ground. Certain death. Then why don't you come back inside now, Mark? You've had a few drinks. You're on the ledge. Anyway, came in eventually. Well, you know, obviously 
otherwise, he would have left. I'll edit that at some point. Yeah, right. I think you might have to. <laughs> Wednesday, 2nd of September. Home, Cologne, e-work. Crack of dawn departure from Heathrow to Cologne. Living dead journey. Arrived at Cologne Airport to be hustled by strange man with starey eyes who appeared and got hold of my right arm. I'm here on behalf of my friend Sabina. It's very important that you contact her. Just keep walking, said Paul who had now hooked his arm around my left arm. And so I walked through arrivals with a strange man on one arm and a tour manager on the other until we got to a waiting taxi. Sabina had been sending letters to our management office over a period of months, saying she needs to talk to me as we are in spiritual contact. Can't say I've noticed anything. Anyway, old starey eyes was trying to lead me to a payphone, but Paul was having none of it and I can't see that there's anything to be achieved by calling her, other than intensifying whatever scenario she's dreamt up. Checked in at the Ascot Hotel and went walkies to my favourite cafe, Cafe Spitz, I think. I could take you there, but I'm not great with names and labels. Anyway, I had caprese salad for lunch. Nearly bought purple Doc Martens and a shop with a name like Anthrax or something. Didn't have money or plastic, which proved to be an obstacle. Soundcheck was a zoo. It had been agreed to allow the entire German fan club, which it seems numbers around 800 looking at them, in to watch. Chaos on stage, I couldn't really get a monitor sound and any frustration I had was compounded by the whole thing being witnessed by the fans. As those soundchecks aren't unpleasant enough. Fell down a lot during the show, once really badly. After Easter, as I moved to climb down from the keyboard riser to return to centre stage, something seemed to grip the toes of both my shoes. My forward movement projected me rigid off the riser and onto my face on the stage below. It was the spookiest thing, and although it hurt, I was lucky not to smash my nose or jaw. Managed to turn my head sideways so that my collarbone took the impact. Lucky not to break that either. Ouch. Fortunately, I got away with only bruises. The audience were incredible during the show, but the band were a little rusty and struggling against the monitor sound. At one point, we played this town, Rake's Progress, 100 Nights. As 100 Nights begins, I walk out in a white shirt to sing 100 Nights of Fun and Games. As I did so, I noticed something fluttering in and out of the follow-spot beam. As I continued to sing, it became a distraction. I realised slowly that it was a butterfly. As the verse progressed, the creature fluttered down the light beam from the high roof of the e-work and came to rest on my shoulder. The audience gasped as if to say, how did he do that? They clearly haven't heard of the Doncaster School of Advanced Butterfly Training. 
We all came off stage a little subdued, in my case happy to still be able to walk, but cheered up a lot after Priv came backstage and said it sounded great out front. We went back to the obligatory Woody's bar to say goodbye to Alex, who's leaving Peter Riga's promotion company. What a peculiar day. Thursday, 3rd of September, Cologne, Rotterdam. Ahoy Sports Palace. Came to in my lovely room, staring up at the chandelier, feeling slight regret at joining Alex for straight vodkas in the bar last night. Had breakfast next door with Rothers, cadging heavily as I had no money or credit cards. Checked out with the rest of the chaps to take the train to Rotterdam. Spent most of the journey discussing how best to coordinate the various fan clubs around the world, feeling slightly guilty about the Germans, who seemed genuinely upset last night, that other fan clubs had given access to the band ahead of them. If that's true, we hadn't noticed. Arrived at Rotterdam and took cabs straight to the Ahoy for five o'clock sound check. Sound on stage is infinitely better, and Priv says the new PA is unfeasibly present in the hall, which is a bit of a cave. Decided to stay at the venue and snoozed on the sofa in the dressing room. We swore we would relax this time at the Ahoy, and we did. The show and audience felt the best yet at this venue, and I came off stage feeling I'd sang really well. Thank you, Rotterdam. Afterwards, we were taken to a little bar for a presentation, celebrating the band's ten years with EMI Netherlands. I decided to destroy myself. Why? And did so with tequila. Thank you and good night. A fantastic thunderstorm ensued after I got into bed. And I think that little presentation, which is in a frame, is still on the toilet wall in the racket club to this day. Friday, 4th of September, Rotterdam, London, day off. Woke up feeling dreadful after last night's excesses and the bruising from Cologne. Staggered to reception to see if the health centre was open. I needed my health centering. It wasn't, but the delightful girl on reception said she'd open it specially, and despite the fact that I looked like a road accident and was shoeless. Checked out an hour later and rattled off to Rotterdam Airport, where a barman knocked a beer off the bar into Paul Lewis's lap. Phoned Connie, the boss at EMI Netherlands, to thank her for last night's little do. Flew to Heathrow and took a cab to London to check into the lovely Kensington Gore Hotel on Queensgate. Four poster bed and antique bathroom. The stones used to hang in the bar when Brian was alive and, I'm told, the breakfast room stroke restaurant is one of Bowie's favourite rooms in London. Mine too. Had lunch there with Rothers and later went walkies and popped into the office in Chelsea with yet more passport pics to try to satisfy Anne Lawler's endless visa lust. Returned to the hotel and had coffee in the lovely back room with lovely Anne before changing and mooching off to the Hard Rock Cafe with Steve R once again. We were accosted after a while by someone who said, Loved the show in Rotterdam last night. Oh dear, already nobbled by Dutch fans who had come over for the Wembley show tomorrow.
brought him a drink, and later returned to the hotel for a last quick one with Rothers in the bar. Decided against it, as the bar was full of moneyed fools. Saturday, 5th of September, London, Wembley Arena. Woke up to a pleasant morning outside my window at the Gore Hotel and mooched down to the restaurant around 11 for a spot of breakfast. The Irish waiter couldn't decide whether breakfast was on or off. In the end, it was on. Went for a walk down Kensington High Street to look at light fittings. Saw something special, glass fruit and tangled metal stems. Really lovely. £900 plus VAT. Maybe not then. Returned, packed and took a cab to the Wembley Hilton. Fought with the cab driver, who shouldn't have been one. Checked in, courtesy of brain-dead receptionist, and my room looked like a council house. I should know. I grew up in one. Came as a shock after the gore. Couldn't cope with being there, so walked round to Wembley Arena and Dee McLaughlin let me in after some difficulty with security. Priv was EQing the PA, which was sounding great. Well, it all got worse from there. My voice began to deteriorate in the afternoon and, by showtime, I was more than a little hoarse. To make matters worse, the BBC were recording the show. When I walked on stage, the extent of the damage became apparent. I sang Holidays in Eden like a dog with a frog in its throat and I will walk on water was buried forever. Attitude is all, so I did my best to bluff through. During Incommunicado, I misjudged the stage depth and ran straight off the front. The stage at Wembley Arena is a good two metres high and I remember travelling downwards through the air, still singing, having time to wonder whether I was going to break my ankles or not. I didn't, but the only way back to the stage was a run across the room to the corner of the arena, still singing, through security, thankfully the security man let me through, they sometimes don't, round to the centre backstage stairs, still singing, and back out front. Thank God for radio mics. Most of the people in Wembley must have seen me disappear for a while and return later, despite the voice remaining in the PA. It's a miracle I wasn't hurt. I think I'd have swapped a broken ankle for a decent voice, though. After the show, my depression was appeased a little by folks saying they hadn't noticed. Well done, Priv. I hid for as long as I could before forcing myself into the after-show mayhem. There was a party back in the bar of the Wembley Hilton where, despite well-meaning interruptions, I enjoyed a drink or two with Dizzy, who had driven into London for the show. It was good to be going home. And for the 30th time, we're back. Yay! So that was that was the Wembley Arena show, and that was you falling through the air. Oh, I fell off the stage in my uh, yeah, I do remember that. I was singing in Comunicado, wasn't I? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, and I just ran straight. I mean, you know, I didn't mean to do it. I just just ran at full pelt across the stage, and it was a little bit shiny, and I didn't see the edge until there wasn't enough time to stop, and I went straight off the front. 
And it's about, I don't know, it's about nine feet high, that stage mm. at Wembley Arena, and I had time to actually think as it was falling, you know, to ponder um, whether or not I would break my ankles whilst singing, you know, Incommunicado, which is about 104 words a second anyway. So I was multitasking as I went through the air, and then, then I hit the, hit, the, hit the floor still singing and still had time to think, well, bugger me, I haven't broke my ankles. That's that's a that's a boost. And uh, how the hell am I going to get back up there? And I, and I had to go all the way around through security. And uh, it's it's about half half mile walk from the front to stage to the back of the stage at Wembley Arena. Uh, and I did it all still singing. And I probably only appeared for the last line of the song, but I did I did manage to return. Do you think that, do you think people thought it was some kind of amazing tenth anniversary treat and that you would go off and fish would walk on? Christ. Well, who knows? Who knows what mm. people think? That's mm. what makes it such fun. Indeed. Indeed. I was at that gig. Were you really? I was, was at that gig. Was yes. it any good? Um well it was all right until the singer threw himself off the stage. I, I've kinda of had the feeling that it sort of wanted it to be great and it wasn't. That was my sort of Recollection. Um, just thought um, didn't call it. it it's, it's. You know. I have to say, if I'm being, if I'm being totally honest, yeah. it, it was one of those where I was pleased I was there, but it doesn't ever go in the list of the one, the memorable ones. No, no, I thought it was a bit of a, a damp squib. But I think we were all tired, to be honest. We'd flown mm. in from uh, was it? We'd done the Ahoy, hadn't we? And then what had we done? I can't remember. Um, it's all in the diary. Let me have a look. But um, come on, diddly down. Rotterdam. I want to say yeah, Amsterdam. We had, yeah, we'd done the Rotterdam, the, the Ahoy oh, Sport, Sports Palace, which is a a monstrous sort of 9,000 capacity cave, uh, which always gives you a great sense of occasion and, and mm. adrenaline rush, but sounds like hell in a bag. Um so it's a weird sort of a gig that, and I think we were just tired. I, th- mm. I think I was tired, um, and I wanted it to be fantastic, and it was just all right, you know. Unlike you know, like I mean, there were other gigs that I wanted to be fantastic that were really fantastic, like the, the you know the Albert Hall shows we did recently. So sometimes they're every bit as great as you hope they'll be, and then sometimes they're just not. No, and I think that the next time I saw you after that was probably in Leeds on the Brave Tour. Oh, that was a cracker. Oh, that was spectacular, that yeah, one. Yeah, that might have been the best night of that tour. But Leeds mm. Town and Country, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Town and Country, I yeah. still remember it. It was it was off the scale, well, Leeds. Mm. I don't know why, but it just had something, didn't it? Oh, it was a, that was an incredible evening. Absolutely oh, yeah. incredible evening. And 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 to be fair, on the holidays tour, I'd seen you at Bradford, which was a fairly memorable gig as well, St George's Hall. Okay, I don't. If I'm honest, I don't remember that. But I I I do. I think you might have fallen off something or climbed up something. But then again, that they all merge, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, now you mention it. (laughs) But but no, that town and country show was. 
phenomenal. It was. It was just a great crowd. Just there was something going on that you know sometimes a, a vibration just runs and everyone feeds off it, and mm. spirals up, and that was one of them. Mm, it was. I also seem to remember. I, th- I don't know if, if this is right. Did you play Hammersmith Odeon on Afraid of Sunlight Tour? Oh my Gideon, possibly. Because I think I might have seen you at, at Hammy at Hammy O. We did it um, on the for holiday. that one. We did it on the holidays tour. Did we do it on the AIO? I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know that, when when we last that, did. That was that was one of the ones I remember. If, you know, if I go back over the years, the ones that that are in my head, the Brave at Leeds, phenomenal. First time I ever saw you at Nottingham Rock City, which was on the season's end Christmas gigs, and that was just fantastic. That was an absolute party. Um, particularly because you played the three or four songs. So This Town got played and uh, Sprinting Heart got played oh, and a few yeah. others. That was great. Uh, and in it, because it's a great little sweat box of a venue, that one. Uh, Zodiac in Oxford um, on the dot com tour. That was, that was, I remember that being a really good night. Um, mm. You know, every time I've seen you in Manchester, They're Manchester gigs great. are always special. Yeah, yeah, Manchester's always cracking. You know, the, we usually do the academy, don't we? The, the atmosphere in there is fantastic. Oh, the academy's superb. It's always a great gig in there. It's always a great gig in there. I normally end up standing with Aziz, actually, uh, or, or normally because I, I normally bump into Aziz at uh, Manchester, normally. Hmm. Um, but yes. I yes. nearly phoned him yesterday. I was driving the studio. I think, I wonder how I said, come on, let's give him a jingle. And then the moment passed, something happened. Yeah. I probably crashed and decided <laughs> not to. So, um, so we've we've got to thirty. Mm. Uh, I know we've been a little bit self indulgent this evening because we've obviously been drinking and having we've, a little bit of a giggle. Yeah, but we we, we deserve we deserve one where we can let ourselves go yeah. a little. Well, I've been rubbish. I think you've been all right. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah. Very kind of you to say so. You've been good. Um, but um, we we've we will normal service will resume next week. We might have to go back to recording through the day. Actually, yes, absolutely. I don't we think we can be, be trusted. We can't be doing this. No, we can't be trusted in an evening. We were talking in off mic, and I think we're going to we're going to attack the H band next. So the next couple of episodes, I think we're going to attack the H band. I'm giving you this as a warning so you can start racking your brain. Oh, um, so the whole for, formation of the H band and those gigs and and that very special thing that came out of that. Still one of the regrets of my life. I actually, never saw the H band. Um, you know, it so, was what, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where. It seemed to gain, um, what's the word, sort of, you know, affection for the H band seemed to increase after it had all happened rather yeah. than during, which was a shame, you know, because some of those H band gigs, I remember we did one in Germany, there was hardly anybody there. And uh, it was such a shame because it, it was a really serious band of, uh, you know, I mean, that was the tour when Andy Andy G was drumming, and it, it had such a such a dark, dark, fabulous energy about it. And, you know, people people missed it. We'll explore that next week. We'll yeah. start that explore that next week. Do that for a couple of weeks and 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 pick your brains on that one because I've avoided it so far because I wanted it to be quite special. So we'll uh, we'll we'll start on that one. Really. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, it's been a it's been quite a ride to get here. I've I have thoroughly enjoyed you know every minute of this. Fantastic. Well, so have I really. I, I've been slightly worried that we'd run out of things to say, 
And we haven't really, have we? I mean, until today, obviously. <laughs> well, I don't think we've run out of things to say. I think, I think, you know, I think coherent um, things, perhaps. Uh, you know, I, I think having a look back on the thoughts of a forty-four-year-old Steve H, I think, yes. is you know, is an interesting <laughs> little experiment. It has an, a, a little bit of Big Brother about it. I just feel the need to apologise all the time for, but you know, you know, yeah. Well, I think know. most. I think most people take it as given that there's an apology that runs through most of these episodes. Yeah, yeah, I, I <laughs> <There's>, don't. <laughs> this sits below all of them, really. <laughs> Do you know, we wake up in the morning and I say to Lanessa, good morning, darling, I'm really sorry. And, you know, we start off like that and then I go into the studio and say, hello, lad, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and, the, and so the day progresses. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Um, uh, I, I don't know what else to add, really, other than a huge thanks to everybody. I know, I know, we've uh, we're constantly saying thank you, but a huge thanks for getting us this far. Um, and and I wouldn't have believed if you'd said to me, "You'll be you'll be talking on episode thirty, and you'll be back in lockdown." No, that that is remarkable. Isn't it? Um, Good grief! Yeah. Well, maybe there's a vaccine coming. Maybe. Maybe you know, maybe this really is the light at the end of the tunnel. I I think so. I think if we quote Mister Mister Kermode, everything will be all right in the end. Oh, um, as he has a, a want to say. Right on that note, H, I'm going to go and top up my glass because I'm I'm getting down to the bottom. Okie dokie. And I think we need to pick it up before we before it all starts to come crashing down. All right. Well, you go you and need- have a little soda before you come crashing down. And, uh, and you you need more gin. I'll go and lie on the floor. <laughs> and apologise uh, to Lynette. <laughs> apologise to the dog. Yeah. Um, well, thank uh, Yeah, I, I can only echo what Ant said. Uh, 30 episodes, great vibration. Um, lovely to see all your comments coming in. I, I do see them all. I do read them all. And it's lovely to see you looking out for each other as well, not just talking to me. Um, that's beautiful. And uh, I'm glad I started this thing because we've got like a a little sub-family, haven't we? Mm. Within the larger Marillion family. Uh, and it's 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 groovy and, and I've not read one, not one word that I've thought, oh, that's not very nice, is it? You know, from anyone. So, in fact, I felt so strongly then that I hit the piano. Uh, but yeah, that's beautiful that nobody's, you know, nobody nobody's said anything that was in any way unpleasant or bitter or sarky or piss takey. In fact, I can cope with piss takey because I know it's it's said in, um, you know, with a good spirit. So that's fine. Feel free. But thank you and thanks for being cool and groovy, and it's a joy to have you along. I conquer. Conkers. <laughs> Conkers. I think that I think we sh- we should stop that. I think we should stop that. Yeah, <laughs> let's stop that.
nothing fell into the cage today It's fastened to my door I put the cage upon the door in case You send your private thoughts to me I know I have no right to be The one to whom you might I know I have no right The little black brushes keep out the cold and the inquiring eyes Nothing slid its way between them My fantasies are painful now Unnatural or so untold I know I have no right to be Forgiven for the tears I'm getting through the day somehow
Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.